0: Welcome to the Anti-Bully Club podcast. My name is Dan, founder of Wilder House, and together with my co-host, Detlin, we're gonna be bringing you some amazing guests that are willing to share some of the most craziest insights into their journey and experiences when it comes to such a tough subject in bullying. We hope we can help raise awareness and create a safe place and space for everybody. I really hope we all get something out of this. So sit back and enjoy the show. Welcome back to episode six of the Anti-Bully Club.
1: Detlin, my man, how are you? Bro, I am fantastic now that we're back here for episode six. I'm super excited. Me too, man. And it's uh,
0: this one's actually, we've had a little bit of time between episodes, which I think is refreshing because from now on, we're just discussing how we're going to drop one once a week.
1: Once a week, I think is the is the way to go, man. For the, with the amount of people that are keen to get on this podcast, I think we're pretty much set for the next two years.
0: <laughs> and that's not even a lie. Like, I am um, I'm super impressed by the people that have shown interest. Um, the next guest that we have coming on, he, his name's David. He's a, he's from Melbourne and he's an ambassador for Bully uh, Bully Zero. Just done some amazing things. Um, He's been on some pretty decent covers of magazines, books. Uh, Look, I don't follow many people on TikTok, but some of the reels that I've seen this guy do, he's quite humorous. Many of you might have heard of him before or come across him in somewhat shape or form. But some of the stuff we're going to be talking about is the the bullying or the keyboard warriors on the other end of social media
1: yeah man i've just been um i've had a little stalk of his instagram as well and i tell you what he's he's a he's a man he is a man
0: well chiseled
1: well chiseled is an understatement my friend like how do you even how do people even look like that
0: I don't know, but that's something that we're definitely gonna to have to ask him. Uh, is how I, do you...
1: will, I will be asking him, like that's question number one. Don't worry about the the original question we always ask our guests. The question number one is gonna be, how the hell do I do that?
0: That's true, because you just hit the gym. You've been getting into a bit of a routine lately.
1: Man, I've been I've been hitting it hard. I've uh, I've dropped some I've I've dropped some KGs, but um I think I'll start, like, I think now I'm starting to put on weight again because, like, obviously the fat is going, but the muscle is gaining. So, you know, that's what we're, that's what we're hoping for.
0: That's all we can do, man. We just got to keep that active mindset, keep yourself accountable, and it's just repetition over repetition. Rome wasn't built in the day.
1: No, it wasn't, and I've, I've just got to try and start looking like you, if you know what I mean.
0: Oh, you're really definitely like that. Now, without further ado, David, how you doing, mate? I'm good.
2: How are you guys?
0: Good. It's so good to hear your voice coming through on the other end. We've had some technical difficulties uh, lately, so it's, uh, how much of a pleasure, not just to hear our own voices.
1: <laughs> oh, man, I'm, I'm super, super stoked. To have you on the po- on the podcast, Dave, it's it's uh, it's awesome to hear your voice. No, well, thanks for having me. I'm really I'm um honoured, guys. So thanks very much.
0: No, honestly, as as Denton was saying, mate, it's it's been in the works for quite some time. Uh, we're just doing a little intro on your mate. That you're an ambassador for Bully Zero. Um, you are a dedicated and decorated model that's done some. I've made achieved many things including with some photographers that a lot of people would be envious of uh we're going to talk about a bit of the you know the bullying that you've received or the antisocial behavior on social media yeah um keyboard warriors as they're known as but i want to do a little bit of a deep dive into i suppose your upbringing your childhood yeah and the way we spin this podcast detlin always starts it with an opening question so detlin i'll let you take this one away
1: Well, man, as we just um, were just talking about, I've I've thrown that question out out the uh, out the window, Dave, because I want to know how you look the way you look, um, (laughs) because mate, you are you are a sexy fella. (laughs)
2: Um, Look, honestly, uh, I will thank you for the compliment, uh, firstly, but more so, I never used to look like this. Um, I had my ugly duckling stage. now, yeah. obviously, transformed, transformed into a, a swan, <laughs> but um, no, I was uh, it's this is a lot of work. This is a lot of work, a lot of um, and it's, I'm not even close to where I want to be yet. So it's it's, a, it's an ongoing process. But thank you, so. which is crazy. Yeah.
0: For, that's it's, crazy for us to hear <laughs> to say that you yeah, it's still a work in progress for you.
2: Well, that would be well, that would actually be due to bullying. Uh, you know, oddly enough, so um. I mean, growing up, I was always um, I was always a really tall, lanky, skinny kid. I mean, I was picked on because I was I'm six foot four, so I was about sixty nine kilos at the time, and um, I honestly looked like a smiling child waiting. So I was. uh, I had bad skin. I had bad hair. I um, I was just a complete dork back in the day. So I think. being heavily judged on my appearance and obviously being at that size, um, I kind of wanted to be invisible, but, um, you know, you're, you're a walking giant that's a beanstalk and obviously people just, um, you're an easy target more or less. So I guess I spent a lot of the years trying to, um, I guess, do an upgrade on myself, um, but for a very long time, I did it for the wrong reasons. I did it to appease everybody else. And now I think over, over the years now, I've realized that it wasn't the right thing to do and I should have been doing it for myself. And now whatever I do, I do it for me. I don't do it for anybody else.
1: So. Yeah. Awesome, man. Um, do you find yourself heavily judged just as much now, now that
2: you do look the way you look in comparison to how you were, you know, before you looked this way? Absolutely. Um, it's, which is actually really funny because I'd never thought of it. And it was it. Wasn't, it didn't really hit me until the last couple of years or so. I work, I work in laser aesthetics. So I actually work as a medical rep and, um, I think now like going to conferences and whatnot, and, uh, I guess people have kind of stumbled upon my IG account and I'm known as that guy now. So. I've realised there's been obviously positives to it, where you know it kind of gets an in in some relationships and whatnot. But a lot of the time, it actually makes people not take me seriously. That it's like, oh, this is just some dumb model now, which is funny because I've only been modelling for two years now, Um, and uh, yeah, so it's uh, you you do get heavily judged. I think it's and obviously when you do start to have a particular look, it's uh, it's all about the upkeep now.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Well, now you're expected to always look this good and always, you know, have rock hard abs, which is mind you, like I'm looking at your Instagram right now and there is, there's a lot of abs, so many abs. It's fantastic. Wish I look like that. I'm working on it. Uh, yeah. So moving on, we're going to, we're going to steer away from that. We are going to actually ask the question that uh, I do ask all of our guests. Um, who has been your biggest supporter or role model growing up, or even as an adult?
0: I do think Delin we've just got some technical difficulties on my end, so I've seen that David's little green uh circle has just become orange, so I'm, I'm just gonna on my end
2: <laughs> Is he? yeah, he's on my. he's back he's he's back 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 with a vengeance i'm back i'm back um sorry to answer your question um i never really had a role model to be honest um i guess that uh, i don't know it's kind of cliche in the sense but um i mean there's always people that generally look up to somebody else and aspire to be like them i only want it to be me so I never really looked up to anybody to be like somebody else because then I wouldn't be my genuine self, if that makes sense. So yeah, I didn't really have a role model. Um, I guess um, my biggest supporter today is, is um, definitely, I've got a really good circle of friends that, that um, help me through everything and I've actually just been there from, um, for a very long time. Um, family, probably not the biggest support. Um, as much as I would love to say they were, um, I've got a really weird relationship with my family. I'm very close to my father, but um, but it's uh, it's it's the typical world parents. You can't you can't ever make them happy no matter what you do. So, <laughs> and I've learned to live with that, so it's fine. <laughs>
0: And, and, man, unreal to say that you've learned to live with that. I find it very interesting that you didn't have, like, you know, a bit of a role model or someone that you kind of looked upon because you're talking about being, you know, that tall, lanky, sort of skinny kid. Um, I'm presuming you, you felt as though it was hard to fit in. Yeah. Uh, I know what it's like having bad skin. I mean, I have, I'm have. i actually quite lucky. I've got a Dutch um, Balinese background with, with my dad's side, so I've got... Uh, a bit of an olive skin complex, uh, complexion, but a lot of acne ran in yep. our family. So, as a teenager, I, I had a lot of acne, especially so. around my shoulders and back. Mm. Um, um. But I want to do a bit more of a deep dive now into the way that you were brought up. So, we're, you know, you're know, you saying a bit of a wog family. I mean, I'm imagining quite a big, large family
2: with lots of kids, <laughs> lots of cousins. Uh, um, lots of cousins, yeah. But it's, I'm a, I'm one of three. I'm the youngest and the only boy, so... Um, but, uh, no, look, I had a, I had a fairly normal upbringing. I mean, my, my mum was pretty strict with, with everything. Um, but, and my dad and I never really had much of a relationship up until I was a lot older. Um, and I was kind of growing up as a mum's boy, but my mum was very tough on me. Um, I guess I've kind of learned her ways in that sense to kind of just, it, it, the, the one thing I admire about is that she doesn't take shit from anyone. And yep. I'm kind of the same where it's like, you've got a problem with me. Say it to my face kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I guess my, my childhood was kind of normal, but we are uh, growing up. I've never, we were never in uh, an affectionate family. Like it's, if for my parents to say, I love you, it would, um, it's like pulling teeth for them. So it's very rare that they will ever say that. And they never said when we were growing up, like me and my sisters, we never hugged or, you know, kiss each other on the cheek or anything like that. I like a It's funny because like I, I hug my parents and I, you know, I kiss them both and whatnot. But yeah, there's, there's never been an I love you in that situation. Um, and um, not to say that I don't real you know, they, they don't love me or anything like that, but it's just, we've never been that kind of family, which is funny because I grew up to be very affectionate. So, I don't know where I actually got that from. So, I also think I was adopted for a while. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was actually going to ask, did you have like a an auntie that was very affectionate or... <laughs> yeah, I did.
2: My auntie, yeah. um, uh, uh, she's um, she's a very affectionate woman. So, she was very loving and I always admire her. Like, she's just an amazing person. Um, but yeah, it was, just, it was just funny. I never really had a nurturing... Like, my parents never really nurtured me in that sense. So did
0: you think something was missing growing up when it comes to you know the the affection side of things did you always think there was like a bit of a lag or did you think that was just normal growing up
2: i thought it was normal and it would and it's funny because like when i would see other families be super affectionate to each other i'd be like ew yuck like what's what's this all about well i just i grew up honestly thinking that my family was completely normal and when i would see dysfunctional families like you know families of divorce or abuse or anything like that I'd be like my family never got any of that like I reckon we're just completely normal but looking back now the dysfunctional part of it was that we weren't ever affectionate like my parents never gave that to me or my sisters for that matter um they were just it was the way they were raised because my parents were like raised back in like communist countries where you know they were you know, plowing fields in the snow and walking, you know, 20 kilometers to school every morning. And, you know, one of eight children, like that kind of thing. So they were tough and we were expected to grow up in the same sense, be tough. Don't be, you know, a little shit kind of thing. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. Amazing. And so now that you guys, obviously I'm, you know, being the youngest, what's your relationship
2: like with your sisters now? Uh, look, it's a little, um, distorted, I'd say, um, God, I feel like I'm in a therapy session now. What's going on? Um, no, um, look, we're not, we're not very close. Um, there's been a few issues over the years and whatnot. And, um, I think for a very long time I spent like, there was many years, a good 10 years where I spent trying desperately to get my sister's approval, um, on, on everything. And I just never got it. And, um, and it took me a very long time to kind of be at ease with that. So I, I've gone through a whole, like, it's kind of like, there's been a whole good 10, 15 years where I've just been on my own and, um, you know, always trying to appease my parents, trying to appease my my, uh, siblings or my relatives, but no matter what I did, it wouldn't get the approval. And then after a while, I was just like, you know what, fuck it. I don't need anyone's approval anymore. Like, it took a very, it took close to 15 years to get to that point. But honestly, I'm in a mindset where I'm at peace where I don't need to impress anyone in my family. Like, I mean, like, I, there was a billboard for crying out loud on the side of a building with me on it. And my parents, were like, oh, yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> it's like, okay. And then my sister's reaction was, has anyone graffitied it yet? Oh, wow. <laughs> like, fuck you. There's no, so,
1: there's no real, like, yeah that like you said that loving um affection for like for your achievements at the end of the day like a big billboard is a is a you know without being you know pardon the pun but a big deal
2: yeah it, it, it was a big deal for me like you see i'm literally down south of melbourne like there's a there's a massive picture of me which is absolutely cool i never thought in a million years that i would actually have that but yeah to say the least like my parents don't really they look at all of this and then it's like yeah yeah whatever Okay. Have you paid your mortgage off yet? (laughs) That's, that's the kind of thing that you get. Um, and it's fine. It's, it's, it's okay. I've, like I said, I've made peace with it. I have amazing friends, um, that have been there and supported me and like, it took me a while. Like I got rid of a lot of toxic people in my life and now i have got a really cool group of friends and, um, And yeah, they absolutely just support and love everything that I do. And they're always uplifting me and, you know, striving me to to do better. So there's always, it's, it's, it's good to be, even though you don't have it in your family, you can still find it elsewhere. So I'm not at a complete loss the way I see it.
1: Well as they say at the end of the day you can't choose your family but you can choose your friend like you can absolutely. almost choose your friends or you can choose your friends, which is basically becomes your family at the end of the day
2: absolutely and they and some of my friends are absolute family for me so it's um I'm very I'm very blessed I'm very grateful for that. so so with your friends and it's awesome that you found your <laughs> tribe the yep. way I like to sort of
0: pronounce it yep. but have you guys resonated with each other because you had the same sort of upbringing or you got the common interest? What sort of brought you guys together
2: or girls to, to create such a bond? Um, I think it's just the fact that there's no competition. There's no cattiness. There's, no, there's nothing in the sense where it's like, um, like I used to be surrounded by a lot of people that would either stay silent when I would have something successful happen or they would say something judgmental in a joking way. And that would obviously come from a form of jealousy. So I don't have any of those issues. And like, I know that my friends that I'm with, are uh, have the same goals as me and they want to strive for something bigger. And they know that I'm going to always support them. And I know I get the exact same in return. There's no compare. I think the biggest issue with a lot of friends, um, over the years is finding this like, um, mild competition. And it's not needed. It's, it becomes a toxic issue friendship in the end because like i don't want to compete against my friends i want to see my friends succeed and i want them to see that i'm succeeding i want that exact same support like i i've found over the years i've always had issues with where i give too much to people and when it's my time where i need them for support they're not there so it's taken a while and i've actually got a really good circle of friends now that have been really supportive and yeah we've all got the same goal we all we're all doing different things and it's even with the same thing and even modeling as well like i one of my um closest friends is um his name's kaylin so he's actually from nashville tennessee and we did a cover together in new york back in july and um We eventually, we originally met on Instagram and usually when you meet a lot of people on Instagram, it's very hard to find genuine people that don't want anything from you Um, because, you know, they see that you've got some success, so they want to kind of, you know, um, go on the coattails of what you've done and they're like, oh, you know, this photographer, I want to shoot with that photographer or you got on this magazine, tell me how you did that and it's like, okay, you start to filter and you realize, okay, you don't really want to get to know me, you kind of want to know who my contacts are, um, how I got there, um, but with Kaylin in particular, um, we just bonded and we realised that we were in the same boat, in this, uh, and we've just you know shared a common ground. And then when we finally met, and it was like we knew each other for absolute years, and to this day, like he's one of my biggest supporters. And the same goes, like he'll send me a voicemail message every day, almost, and be like, "Hey, um, just want to say, love what you do. You're a huge inspiration for me." <laughs> Thank you so much for being my friend, and that's it. Like you know what I mean? It's it's the little things like that, and and yeah, and I'm I'm very fortunate that I have a lot of people like that at the moment in my life. Um, particularly with one of my friends, Aaron, as well. Same deal, like biggest supporter, and it's 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 good to have that. If I don't have that with my family, at least I can know that I've got that with my friends. Yeah,
1: hundred yeah, percent, absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, like you, we learn that as we get older, that it's it's quality over quantity, absolutely. And- and like, the, if there's one thing that I've learned, especially cause like, you know, I, I own and run my own business with, with my best friend is that at the end of the day, like if he grows, I grow, if I grow, he grows. And that that's goes it. for all of our friends in our friendship group. It's not, a, it's not about us growing or it's not about me or him growing. It's about us growing together.
2: Yeah. That's what it is. You've all got a common goal. Um, same as my friend Mickey as well. Same deal. Like we're exactly on the same level where we know where we want to go in life, and we always just kind of egg each other on to just do better. It's always it's always upgrade from here. It's never going backwards. So, and that's what you need. And it, it, like you said, it's it's quality over quantity. And I think I'm at a point in my life now. I'm 39 years old, so it's like my bullshit detector is is <laughs> pretty good now. <laughs> it's taken a while, but. I can
1: 39. you like look way better than both Dan and I put together.
2: <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm still in my twenties. Okay, well remember, <laughs> I work in laser aesthetics, so all I can say is thank you, science. <laughs> so Danlin, that's where it's at, mate. We've been going to the gym. We started we've got to get into science. I've told you the whole time. Yeah. Better... It's... yeah. <laughs> it's all about it's all about staying out of the sun and good skincare and doing a shitload of lasers that you I never have to pay for. So it's fantastic. So there's really good perks in this job. <laughs>
0: Oh, I love that. Hey
2: um so we talk about bullying quite
0: a bit on this podcast yeah. and I know that you're an ambassador for for Bully Zero which is a charity that I'm a massive believer in. They they've helped out my stepson uh Hart who we've got on the podcast quite a few times now. He's probably a better host than Detlin and I put together. <laughs> um and,
1: and he's and he's one day going to be a future football star for Hawthorne Football Club. Just going to throw that out there just real quick. Just throw it out there. Just
2: just put it in the universe. That's see. Yeah. It d- definitely gets into him every every time he's on about the
1: Hawthorne
0: Football Club. But uh, they are doing a rebuild at the moment, Hawthorne. So there's but big heart, possibilities.
2: Heart's
1: got a chance, mate. Heart's got a chance.
2: There's a what big if- possibility they'll draft a 12-year-old into the Hawthorne Football Club. I do agree. What if it's what if it's Geelong or something? Or the Demons? <laughs> then he's fired.
1: He's never going to be on this podcast ever again. <laughs>
2: where um we're I'm actually... Story, actually i had someone at there because i remember years and years ago when the demons and i don't really i don't follow football but i remember the demons were really doing really badly one one year and i remember i was at coles in richmond and this guy goes hey i know you i'm like hi and he's like you play for the demons i go <laughs> no actually i don't and he goes no, 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 you do. He goes, look, mate, I know they're on the bottom of the ladder, but, you know, something to be ashamed of. Like, you guys would be all right. So I keep up with it. I just walked off and I was like, what?
0: Man, he saw that billboard when he was driving into Carl's and he just like...
1: <laughs> I would have said, mate, I would have said, I'm way too muscly to play footy.
2: Oh, my God. I was just like, how freaking random. As I used to always get people that be like, you play for Collingwood something? It's like, and I'm like, no. They're like, yeah, you do. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I would know if I played for Collingwood or not, but thanks. It's all, it's all good. <laughs> do you think it's because you've got you got that
0: chiseled jaw. You got that real physical presence about you, and you're quite tall. Like you were just saying, it's, before.
2: The, it's the height. It's like yeah, height.
0: and they just go straight. You're from you're from Melbourne. You play football. You play Aussie rules.
2: Yeah, absolutely. When in fact I'm terrible at sports. Like I'm just absolutely the most uncoordinated person. You should see you should see me try to ice skate. That's that's something that you'll have a good laugh at. Well, no. I'll tell you what, you should do because a little you're too story. big. There's no
1: like you can't be that size and be able to do things. It's just I don't understand how you do do
2: life. <laughs> yeah, actually, I went for a, I actually went to um do a clinical training last week, and in the office, they must have made it for hobbits because I actually went into the bathroom and smashed my head walking into the actual bathroom. So, yeah, well, it's your fault for being six foot four, really. <laughs> oh uh, it's genetics it's genetics um i'm like a, i'm like a crisp five seven you go see you'd be fine you can got go to boost the seat you're all right so
1: <laughs> hey hey i've got a booster seat it's not and that's none of your business okay <laughs>
2: another podcast
0: yeah it is it's for another time i think <laughs> <That went down. laughs> yeah but, but being six four, did yeah. you? So, so my stepson's quite small, like for yeah. his age, and that's one of the things he he get he got picked on, yeah. um, and and some other parts as well because he actually started high school a year younger than a, a lot of his friends and a lot of other people at the school, So yeah. uh, a lot of kids were hitting puberty obviously before him, the deeper voices, all that kind of thing. Yeah. How did you go transitioning from primary school into high school? Were you sort of bullied throughout your primary school years before you went into high school, or how how was that transition?
1: For and were you already were and were you already tall? Like were you already sort of hitting that pit? Like were you always the taller kid in school?
2: Uh, look, in the fifth grade is when I peaked, and I was kind of one of the cool kids. I'd like to say, at least I like to think back, I was. Um, I didn't really go downhill until I was about year eight. Um, I went against one particular person. I said something that they didn't like. And by the next day, the whole school was pretty much. me. So from year eight onwards, I just was just, yeah, absolutely bullied. And, um, and obviously, yeah, I was a giant and like an absolute beanstalk. And the worst part was, is that my voice didn't break until I was about, 15 16 probably um so i used to talk like this like it was just awful um so you can imagine the names they would have called me and it was just um i was just an easy target i couldn't hide from anyone and my sister at the time um she was at the same high school with me so she actually was my protector at some point and then when she graduated i had no one to protect me realistically so um but yeah it was uh, i was an easy target and the 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 bullying was just ridiculously bad. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, I can actually, um, I can relate to that because like with the voice, yeah. um, even now at the prime age of 27, my voice is still probably higher than most people, at least most people that I know. And yeah, my voice, like I've always had a high, higher pitched voice. Yeah. Um, yeah, all through high school, um, and it like I said, even into my adult life. So that was definitely something that was I was picked on for. Um, so yeah, can a hundred percent relate to that uh completely. What about you, Dan? Do you, you have a deep voice when you were a kid? Look, I wouldn't say I had a deep voice, but I never had a high-pitched voice.
0: Uh, it's definitely not one of the things that that I experienced going through school. A lot of the stuff that I suppose mine was more primary school, uh, and a lot of the girls I found really nasty. Um, if I approached a teacher, I found them really unapproachable. I remember um, I was nearly going to drop the teacher's name then, but I'm not about that. Yeah. Uh, she, when I went to her and said, you know, like, this is what's been happening. What advice do you have for me, basically? And she turned around and said, oh, well, you're just a dibba-dobber, so you got to handle it better yourself. You're a boy after all. And I, I kind of remember that whole stigma. Like I think these days it is getting better and it's why I love bully zero and what we're trying to do on this podcast is yeah. create that awareness, especially for teachers. Um, I've spoken to quite a few now. and We've had one on the podcast not too long ago that um, does coaching for a lot of kids that are going through bullying. Um, and Yeah. I think mine was more the nastiest words really did affect me when I was younger. I didn't, I didn't go through a lot of physical bullying, um, which I'm very grateful for. And I I like to think I could handle my own as well, but high school was a whole, a whole new game. Uh, I found the, the, you know, obviously I went through puberty myself. I think I must've gone puberty at the same time everyone else was. So, We all kind of shared the experiences together, which I found really, really beneficial. Um, And I really hope that that's continuing on with with other kids because there was things happening to our body that we hadn't learned about in sex ed. There was things that was happening in our bodies (laughs) that I couldn't explain, like where the hell was I getting these pimples from? Um, And my friend circle were going through the same stuff. So I got very, very lucky there. and I still like to think I don't have a high pitch voice. <laughs> no, definitely, no,
2: no, no. definitely not as not, definitely not as deep as yours, David. Your voice has dropped a hell of a note. So yeah, well, it helped when I used to do radio back when I was in my twenties. So <laughs> I could, Which um, is- yeah, it was um, so it was an interesting, interesting time. Um, the fact that yeah, I went from like a really high pitched voice to like uh, like literally like in cell phone sex at this point. Yeah, so. you could, and I wanted to get into. Did you get? coaching
0: on on getting your voice to where you need the pitch to be like you know singing lessons did you get no, voice no. Lessons?
2: It, it, look it just dropped but funny stories that when i so so i grew up around broad meadows originally right well so if you know Brody. if you know yeah. broad you, know sure. you know the the type of people that would be there right so that explains why you got bullied hey uh no not necessarily because i actually i actually went to school in sunbury so But I went to when I was in Brody back in the day, this is before I started radio, I um I was uh, I used to talk like this, bro. So I'd be like, Oh my god, (laughs) like let's go down to the shops in my VL Turbo. Like that's how I used to sound. And so when I started radio, they were like, We love you on radio, but we need to get you in vocal coaching sign and learn to pronunciate words. And now I speak like this, except when I get angry, I'm like, Are you fucking serious, bro? Like it just comes out. So um yeah, that's uh <laughs> that's where that coaching comes from. But other than that, no, when it came to like in high school when it just dropped, it just literally dropped. It's like my balls just dropped out of nowhere or something. So. Yeah, and they so, dropped hard. Yeah. So um, but yeah, no, I'm grateful for that because <laughs> then I after a while, especially if I'm sick, I sound like Patty and Selma, um like cigarettes, so. <laughs>
1: Hey, don't knock The Simpsons. The Simpsons is the best.
2: Hey, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you're talking talking to a massive fan here from Season 2 to Season 12, all right? Nothing else (laughs) after that. (laughs) I got to the old school Simpsons.
1: (laughs) You know what? It's funny because I actually haven't seen a whole lot
2: of the newer seasons. Because they're rubbish. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Just remember the classics. That's all you need to know.
1: Yeah, no. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, man. Well, moving on. So, I remember when, obviously, we first started talking to you, um about jumping on this podcast you talked about uh one of the reasons why you did jump on with bully zero yeah and why you are such a a believer in uh the whole idea of anti-bullying um and that's because you faced a pretty serious bit of bullying online yeah um Uh, you haven't told us anything about it so i would love to know what what's what happened and how did you deal with it
2: Well, I'll say the story without incriminating the actual bully themselves, um, even though I could. But I'm not going to be as petty as that dipshit is. Um, So, (laughs) without being, I do appreciate that though, man, because it it's very tempting to name like this guy's got it coming to him. I tell you that now. Like it's just he's waiting to be cancelled. But anyway, so there is there is a former model from the states, right, and. Everyone knows who this person is. This guy has been like, uh, he, he's got an opinion on everything. So he's got about 284,000 followers, right? And a lot of them are pretty much blind followers. And he claims that he's an activist and he has all these TikToks as well where he talks about literally shit he's got no rights. Like this guy's like a privileged white boy. He's good looking. He's literally got like like he's literally had a silver spoon in his mouth the entire time. Like for someone that comes across and has to have a conversation about why black men date white girls, it's like, okay, that's not even your business firstly. So anyway, it's just stupid shit. He would say like this. So he was on a topic of, and I actually found it on someone else who shared this, right? So he was on a topic of um, topic of gay baiting. So if you know what gay baiting is, it's basically like um, a lot of male straight models out in the industry tend to go on like OnlyFans or they'll go on their Instagrams and they'll kind of insinuate their sexuality, but without giving too much, if that makes sense. It's like creating a fantasy, right? And it's their prerogative. If people want to pay for that shit, then by all means it's up to them. But what he did in particular was he targeted this one model that I actually know from the States. His name's Levi. And, um, what he did was put up entire three, oh no, sorry, I think it was about four stories of pages of their private conversation where oh, you know, it's was like full blown attacking him, saying he was disgusting, that he was, he was um, like destroying the gay community, like you, you know, he was dangerous and all this. Like he, and Le- like Levi actually came across and was like being really, um, and was like look i get it that's your opinion blah, blah blah but i'm not doing anything essentially like i'm not insane wait i'm not showing you what my sexuality is. it's no one's business um even though he's completely straight but regardless or not it was like this whole attack but he was what he was doing was sharing private information first which is wrong and then he went as far as to screenshot and tag his actual instagram page so what happened was he got bombarded i messaged him we spoke about it he got bombarded with hate from the LGBT community. Like literally he was getting told to kill himself. He was saying like, he was disgusting that he was a dangerous to society. All this, like he was, it was basically because this one idiot decided to go and post all this information attacking with no reason for it. Um, And he had nothing but 284,000 blind followers that literally just went off his every word. Even though if you look at his stuff, he actually has no idea what the fuck he's talking about. So what happened was I saw this and I actually messaged him and I'm going, I'm sorry, but I go, I have to speak up on this because what you're doing and what you've done, where you've shared private conversations along with sharing his profile, you're targeting. I'm like, you're not an activist. You're a bully. So he didn't respond other than throwing like a crappy emoji or something like whatever kind of thing. Five minutes later, he screenshots my profile. And then he's like another, I think he said something like another white straight male gay baiting or something. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? So within 48 hours, the entire LGBTQ plus community literally just ripped into me. All my photos got like attack, like literally, they got comments saying this and that about like, you're disgusting, you kill yourself, look what you're trying to do, you're pretending to be gay, you're this and that. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me right now? It's like, you're profiteering off us, like shit like this. And I'm like, profiteering? How? I'm like, I don't have an OnlyFans. I'm like, I'm not bloody. I'm like, I've got nothing to do with the community whatsoever. Or I'm like, how am I profiteering off you? I'm like, I'm making money off you guys. Like, what the hell? So it was this whole thing. And it was like, okay, the first 24 hours, I was like, whatever. I can deal with it. But then after a while, after about 48 hours in, it was constant. Like, it was literally non-stop. I'd wake up at three o'clock in the morning and I would have, Dozens, hundreds and hundreds of messages of all these people literally just going off this one idiot's word and I was getting crucified. And all I did was stick up for this this one person. And um, so what I did was, the way I got Bully Zero's attention is they obviously saw this and um, and I posted this photo of, um, that I actually took this photo with uh, Michelle Lancaster, who is a photographer here. She does, so I do romance novel book covers. And I exclusively shoot with her for these, right? And we did this one photo where I'm, yeah, I'm shirtless, whatever, but, which is all my Instagram anyway. But I was, <laughs> yeah, finger, is. Yeah, I was sticking my fingers up and I had my tongue out. And I said, this is for all the online bullies. They loved it. They were like, this is exactly the message that we wanted. So um, then Janet got in touch with me. And then we had this whole conversation. I'm like, this is something I want to be a part of this is so close to home for me because obviously I am still getting bullied now, but I've grown up in a situation where like all through high school, I was being ridiculed and bullied and beat up and everything else. So that's where this whole thing came about. Um, and yeah, I know I've been there with these guys for over a year now and it's been amazing. Like the, the, the amount of support and the programs that we do now with, with kids. And, you know, we were in Sydney not too long ago, um, uh having meetings with TikTok as well and you know talking to them about online safety with TikTok and um you know how to deal with bullies because they flew in a whole bunch of influencers from around the country and yeah it was an amazing experience so it's like we've got some really good things that are coming in and um and yeah I'm just I'm really blessed to be a part of such a great organization
0: Man, I, I just want to say something, and that is I, I'm truly sorry for, for you and your mate and what you guys have gone through. Like, internet trolling is is crazy at times. Yeah. Uh, I own my own brand that's online, and I found some of the hate that came my way at the start. I didn't shrug it off like the way you did at the start, and mine wasn't as constant. But sometimes, you know, a lot of my friends, Detlin and I, we have got a lot of tattoos. A lot of my friends had tattoos. When I'm when you're starting off as a business, the only thing that you have are your friends. Yeah, uh, I didn't have influencers. I didn't have anyone that I could pay models, anything like that. So you go with what you got. Yeah. And people would say, you know, white trash tattooed um, watches. This is a no go zone. You know, get the fuck off air. And I never yeah. in there, But like, you know, get 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 off. Um, you know, get your stuff off a website. What do you think you're doing? Yeah. Um it was really heartbreaking because I I didn't have anything else. Like I wanted to write back to these guys saying, well, I don't really have anyone that doesn't have tattoos that can wear my watches. Do you want to wear a watch is what I felt like saying, but Hmm. um, it took a lot of uh, guts and courage to, to, you know, ignore, not obviously antagonize and get back at them. Uh, And and, and I just built in my own time and and here we are today and doing what we're doing. And, and obviously and I have now launched this podcast to create awareness and a safe place around it. And mm-hmm. Bully Zero Men have been absolutely amazing. As you said, like they're, they're in it for the right reasons. They're, yeah. I don't know if anyone has um, heard of their backstory and how they came about, but I recommend you go to their website and have a bit of a read because it, it when you read it, you're going to know exactly what we're talking about. It's it's powerful. It's the stuff. It's heartbreaking, isn't it? Yeah, and, in Queensland, where where I live on the Sunshine Coast, Daniel Mal- Malcolm was a he was a young kid that that got abducted. Um, yeah, and, oh man, it was. Yeah. We have we we ha- we have a Daniel Malcolm Day where everyone wears red, which yeah. is the t shirt that the color of the t shirt that he was wearing the day that um, he got taken. Yeah, and. It just hits so close to home. The so the Sunshine Coast all get involved when it comes to this particular day, and I know that all of Australia is behind this day now as well. Um, so when you when you read stories like this, you want to be a part of that change. You want to be a part of helping each other out. So listening to you actually say that you stuck up for your mate the way you did and then you had it turned on you um, is, is incredible. How did you guys go about getting over it did you rely on one another to overcome this particular person and the way i look at it it sounds like this particular person had a bit of a cult following and that's the whole reason why every everyone sort of jumped on board the the whole train has that come through or have we lost let's have a look at the signal no that no, looks like we still got you david can you hear yes,
2: me um yeah, so with Levi in particular, like, I mean, when I checked, in, I was checking in on him almost every day for like over about a week or so just to make sure that everything was fine. He was very, like, the way he approached everything, like he didn't retaliate. He didn't do anything in, to aggravate it any further, um, and uh, which I think was the right thing to do kind of thing. Because, you know, after a while, these trolls tend to like, they'll come after you, but the more you tend to fight back the more, fi- the more firepower you're giving them. So the the best thing to do in my advice, the best thing to do is to basically not respond and to not argue because in a, about a couple of days time or so, they'll find someone else to bully. It's, it's, it's always, there's always something else that comes about and, you know, and they'll forget all about you. That's the thing. You never, you, the whole point is to not give away your power to somebody. They want to get your attention. Um, like, I mean, now I get random comments like saying, like, oh, you don't look as ripped as you do or, oh, you're um, – I actually – one thing I always get kind of – it's still just – it's more annoying than anything else rather than offensive, is that I always get accused that I have filler in my lips. Oh, really? Yeah, always. Or, like, he's a good – like, I get comments like, oh, he's a good-looking guy, but, you know, you need to lay off overfilling your lips. And I'm like, fuck you. (laughs) Because, like, I was bullied all through high school for having big lips. They used to call me fish lips. And it's the fact that now everybody wants their lips overly filled. And because mine are natural, everyone assumes that I've filled mine. And I'm like, fuck off. I'm like, man, like, I've had everything else fucking done (laughs) except my fucking lips. (laughs) And it's like, that's the one thing you're going to point out. And that's
0: that's their go-to.
2: Always, every time, without fail, it's always oh, oh through your lips. I'm like they completely natural, like, so like completely. I,
0: I get accused, and I'm not getting into anyone that's got veneers. Don't get me wrong, but yep. I get accused of having veneers all the time. I'll put a story up. I've even put a story up um, not long ago on my my Wilder House page. Yeah. Um, talking about a new a new launch that we've got. We're still we're teaming up with an Aboriginal artist Zoe, who we're going to get on the show soon. Yeah. And someone got into me and said, uh, wipe those veneers off your face. It's, are you kidding me? Like, these are actually my teeth. So, Did you could have just said, mate, brush your teeth. I could have. I could have. I didn't say nothing. But I'm just thinking in the back of my mind, like, I've, I've copped it quite a few times mm-hmm. now. I don't use any filters on on my Instagram when I do stories. I promised myself a year ago that I'm going to do everything that I do is going to be authentic. Everything yeah. that I do is going to be real. Yeah, so that's yeah. what I strive for. And yeah. then I'm still copying di- you know co- copying a bit of hate for yeah. for something that I should really be proud of. I'm I'm actually quite lucky that I've got straight teeth.
2: Look, realistically, um, the reason why you're getting attacked with stuff like that is because they probably got like they're probably Gummy Joe. They've got like one tooth where they're basically opening up beer cans with it. Like that's basically who these people are. So yeah, it's um, it all comes from it, it comes from jealousy more than anything else, and an insecurity that they you know they hate themselves for, so they'll just decide to just project it onto you. And that's the one thing that with bully zero that I've worked on is that when <laughs> I to speak to people. um about uh, bullying rather than going on about and saying like how to deal with the bully and stuff. It's more so educating about why a bully bullies? Because I think that's the main thing that we always forget. It's actually about, it's not actually about you. It's about them. Mm. It's about their pain, their trauma, how they were raised and their projection onto you. So the more you start to realize that all the shit that they say to you over the time um, is got nothing to do with you. It's literally just comes from a place of pain. It's hearing it, but I think if you come to a point where you actually realise that you can walk away with it and be like, "No, it's 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 got nothing to do with me now." So that's that's how I deal with half of these people. I'm gonna
0: take a leaf out of your book. I think reflection is a great thing.
2: Yeah. What do you think
0: that you got anything to add on that? Because it it is quite in your face when you're copping it yourself.
1: Oh yeah. hundred percent. Like you said earlier, you know, the whole tattoo thing, obviously it's, it's crazy because there's, there's two sides. There's like, like there's like basically a fence and you're either on one side of it or you're on the other. You're either like, yep, the tattoos are sick, or you know, yep, your your teeth are super white, and but then there's that other side of the fence where it's no nah, you you they're fake, or you've got lip fillers, or your tattoos are, are gross, and you should you know whatever else. Um, the one thing I will I do want to ask Dave to you yep. is, um, obviously, you said the big thing that you get bullied for online is the fact that everyone thinks your lips are fake. How yep. often do you get asked if your body's real or not? Oh, uh, body weekly, shop but... sorry,
0: sorry to interrupt but do you get the whole body shop thing like you
2: actually you've... no actually it's more so it's more so um comments about something that's um which is good um and but it's more so the fact that um they'll say that something's underdeveloped really that's yeah because i'll pick out an insecurity like sometimes they'll be like oh his legs aren't big enough or his chest isn't developed enough, or some shit like that. And like, either I'll just leave it, or I'll just write something. Sometimes I do it, like retaliate a little bit. But I'd be smart about it, and I just say something along the lines of, "I'm sorry, unless you're an actual fitness model or a pro bodybuilder or someone in that industry, shut the fuck up, because you don't have any right." Like at I'll at listen. The to- day,
1: it's also a process, like. Of course yeah, it is. It's like, for, oh, he's a perfect, like it's, 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 I can't relate to being that size, but something I can put into perspective is I've currently, I'm currently tattooing my stomach. Um, just FYI to all people listening and everyone else, whoever thinks about getting their stomach tattooed it, fucking hurts thank um, you because i
0: was legit <laughs> gonna get mine tattooed next so i appreciate that Dylan.
1: yeah oh well you'll be fine bro i'm, I'm sure it doesn't hurt at all <laughs> but, um, no the one thing that like i've always hated is is if anyone ever saw a photo of an unfinished tattoo they're like oh it's unfinished and you're like you well, no shit it takes a while it takes time yeah to get to that point which is i'm sure which will be the same for anything related to fitness like i'm currently in my fitness journey now I look better than I did six months ago, but... I'm not at the stage where I'm, I'm happy, which that could the same, like people will be like, Oh, your legs are under, underdeveloped or they're not. They, they need work. And you're like, yeah, well, no shit. That's what I'm doing. I go to the gym every day and i work on my legs twice a week. You know what I mean? Like it's,
2: you're putting in the work. Yeah. You're you're putting putting in the work. It's a a process. It It is always a process. And it's ongoing because I mean, to maintain a particular look, it's like I train six days a week. I do cardio every fucking day. I diet every single day, but also I diet because i have actually fructose intolerant. So I have to actually eat really clean. Otherwise I'll end up in hospital. So, but regardless or not, but like, but it's it, comments like that, or even like, I mean, the other day I got, I got this one comment, which actually was really funny because everyone that was following me ended up attacking this person. <laughs> was, oh, wow. I did, yeah. Exactly. I was like, well, everyone just came into my defense. Um, I got switched. But it was like um this, it was someone from Melbourne. I don't know who it was, but it was a pro bodybuilder. And he p- could just randomly commented on one of my photos. He doesn't even follow me. And he goes, oh, this photo looks a bit queer. Oh, wow. And I Thanks just go and I just wrote back. I'm like, yeah, and?
1: Well, welcome to 2022 where like being gay is okay. Yeah. And <laughs> even if you're not like, You know, it's like that. What going off what you said earlier, basically being like the, what what was it, gay, um, gay baiting, gay baiting. Like Mm. you're you're you know, I'm a straight guy. I can appreciate a good looking dude if I see one. Like just be like, and and gay men are going to see you and go, he's hot, and want to follow. That's not gay baiting. That's just you know you're just an attractive man with a good body. Like my, my wife saw you and she said, you're hot. <laughs> I, I've made sure that my partner is never seeing a fucking photo of Dave. <laughs> She'd be like, why don't you look like that? And I'm like, cause it's a process, babe. Like I'm working on it.
2: Oh God. My girlfriends all the time, if I've ever gone out with them, they're just like, we're not going out with you anymore. I go, why like you like cock block us? <laughs> I <was> like, so... <laughs> so, um, no, but like in that response, I mean, like I just said, I'm like, and I go, I go, I find it really sad that you're not comfortable with sexuality, and maybe one day you'll come out of the closet. <laughs> so, because usually, yeah. usually when they're complete homophobes, they're like just closeted homosexuals anyway. So, but it was, I just thought it was really funny the fact that at least six people that follow me just ripped into him. They're like, how dare you? You know, you obviously have issues with your sexuality, all this stuff. And I was like, whoa, I was not expecting people to defend me like that it's usually me just on my own kind of thing so it was actually refreshing but still i mean it's it's sad that it's like 2022 you've got dipshits that say stupid shit like that i'm like and i'm like it doesn't phase me because i'm just like i just straight away i know that's your insecurity straight off if you have to say something about someone's photo and you're not even following that person or you are following that person and it's like you just need to say something negative and i'm like you're just showing how miserable of a person you are and i feel really bad for you and i hope that you at some point in your life find peace and realize the stupid shit that you're saying because you look like the idiot not me
1: well at the end of the day it's not even it's like whether you're gay or straight like Mm. if i was to comment on your photos being like this is pretty gay like that To think that that is still an insult in 2022 or in this day and age is just like, like you know, if I was gay and someone wrote, oh, you're gay, like, yeah, no shit. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, and like, I think there's something that I've heard recently um, that I think is hilarious is that like, like, it's pretty gay of him to not think that you're an attractive man. Yeah. Yeah. You know I mean? Like, it's that... like, I, like I said before, I'm a, I'm a straight guy. But I like man, I say all the time, and all of my friends will will vouch for me. If Zach Efron wanted it, he could get it. If he wanted, yeah. like, Zach Efron's a good looking dude,
2: and yeah, if he wants he some of this,
1: he can have it. Hundred percent. It's like
2: who gives a sh- like sexuality these days? is like who gives a fuck what it is anymore? Who cares? Like, why does everyone have to be labeled about whatever? It was actually a there was an article in Facebook that I saw this um that just popped up, and it just said, "Is Zac Efron straight, gay, or bi?" And oh really? Like who fucking cares? Yeah. Like he can let him fuck whoever he wants. What is a what is how does that define a person because of who you have sex with, mate? How does that make based like? On his actions. If he's a shit person, define him on his shit actions. If he's a good person, define anyone his good a- on his acting and you know, whatever merits he has. But don't define someone based on their sexuality. That's got nothing to do with anything. And I hate right. when people do that. It's like fuck off. So this. Constant need for society to just box everyone into something. I actually quite like Zach Efron. <laughs> he's actually
0: the
1: sexiest freaking thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, what, a, what a man. He's, he's actually nearly as good as, as David.
2: David. He's hey. tiny in person, <laughs> like pocket size next to me, actually.
1: Have you have you met Zac? Yeah, Efron? I met him
2: years ago. Yeah, he's like he's oh, basically the funny. size of one of my legs. I was just like, okay. <laughs> he is one of your legs. Let's face it. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you
1: remember how we? Do you remember how we talked about earlier? How you like you've gotten rid of some friends because they just wanted something from you. Yeah. Well, I want to be your friend just so I could meet Zach Efron. You didn't have to post about me. You have to, <laughs> I don't need to be famous. I just want to meet Zach Efron. It was a
2: passing the- meeting. It was. I don't actually know him personally. So. David, you, you talk to him on sort a of regular
0: with these voice messages that we do on, on on Instagram. It's all good. You don't need to you don't need you don't to, tell
1: need to him hide how famous you, you are. It's don't... fine. You're talking. You're t- it's we're a it's a safe place here, bro.
2: Look, I'm not going to name drop a lot of the other celebrities I actually do know, but yeah,
1: oh, whatever.
0: That Hugh t- Jackman. T- oh,
2: sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hugh Jackman's at your house right
1: now, just opening a beer and <laughs> dude, um, dude. Hugh Jackman <laughs> could get it too, huh? He's a he's a. Oh. He, yeah, he's, he's a lovely he, guy. He's a
2: lovely guy. Um, he
1: is the X Man. He's the X Factor. Yeah. Oh, dude. But he's just. Oh. Thank um, you,
2: Australia. Well, he, he, is,
1: he is a sexy guy.
2: <laughs> I, he's, he's, his best friend used to be my boss years ago. The well, there you go. Yeah. It, it, it is a small world. And, it's, and
0: we're pretty privileged here in Australia. I yeah, mean, God, let, let, let's face it, we are. I mean, I'm just saying this and speculating, but we are a very lucky country. Yes. Very damn lucky. And I love the connections that we make. And you know what? Social media, when it's used in the right aspect, is the biggest weapon. It is a great tool to have in your toolkit. Yeah, we yeah. Would not have, I would have connected with
2: Detland if it wasn't for, for Instagram. I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now if it wasn't for Instagram. Because the way that I came into modeling alone was purely by accident. Um, because I actually was off Instagram for two years. All right. Now, here's a story. Yeah, so I... And then he realized how sexy he was. He thought, I've got to get back on Instagram. No, no, actually. Okay, so the reason how all this came about is because um, I, during COVID, I did a massive transformation. I lost 15 kilos. I got diagnosed with uh, fructose intolerance. So I realized I was completely on FODMAP. And I don't know if you know anything about fructose in regards to like when someone's fructose intolerant, I'm actually missing an enzyme that breaks down fructose in my small intestine and whatever doesn't get broken down, it basically turns 30% of it into fat. So I could never lose that extra weight around my stomach and whatnot. But then the moment that I did a lot of research, I saw my gastroenterology testing, I did the elimination diet, it was hard, but I managed to do it. And I started dropping the weight, and then I had a coach, and then I started really strict. Like, I mean, I did not step out of my training regimen at all. Like, I made sure I had to do 10,000 minimum. Before I even went to bed, and if I didn't, I would do them. I would be doing laps around my dining table before bed. It was really, it was a little obsessive. But now I can resonate with weight.
0: that. I can resonate. It's
2: all good. Yeah, I dropped all this weight. I was about 115 kilos. I dropped down to about 100. Um, and it was um, the PT studio that I was uh, that I was training at I wanted to do like a rebrand, a relaunch. And because I was so thankful to my coach, I was like, okay, look, I'll go back on Instagram and I'll promote your business. And by doing so, like I'll give you business and, you know, and I can show everyone what a tra- great transformation it's been. The photographer I shot with um, basically did the shoot for the, for the rebranding and whatnot, but then submitted my photos to um, a couple of editors and I ended up being featured in men's fitness. Um, just randomly. And I'm like, holy shit, what the fuck? And then from that, I ends up doing another shoot. Then I ends up being in this in Crayfit fit magazine in Texas do like with a full on two piece article on me. Um, and it kind of just snowballed from there. And then I started doing the romance novel covers. And then I was flying to next thing I knew I was flying to New York and shooting with Mike Ruiz and Frank Lewis and like, just going to LA, like doing this Miami and now like recently I did like Miami swim week, which is like the biggest fashion week from New York fashion week. And, like, it was just this whole whirlwind and it was all because of Instagram. So, yeah, yeah you like that way. It, it can get you places and like, some great connections and some great friends. And, yeah, so, but obviously there's a downfall. You get the trolls, but, you know, there's some more positives.
0: That. There is, and you got to concentrate on those positives. I'm yeah. very grateful for the opportunities that I've had for the people that I've met. I include both of you two in that category as well. Um, the way Detlin and I met was actually through, uh, through a, a mutual friend. His name's James, and he's actually over in the UK. Um, yeah. And if it wasn't for him, we would have never connected. Detlin would have never got a watch. He would have never been um, someone that I would have come across because I live on the Sunshine Coast now. Detlin's down in Melbourne. And we've created this really cool um, friendship where. We wanted to be a part of, you know, the Bully Zero Club. We wanted to to do this podcast and to to be a part of what Bully Zero is doing, you know, yourself, yeah. raising this awareness. People, I mean, we're getting, you know, the programs into schools. It's just amazing to see how far it's coming and to be a part of that
2: is is truly humbling. Yeah. It's amazing. It's it's amazing what we can do with this and how much more the message has been spread because I think, and going to TikTok as well, their head office was a big eye-opener because we didn't realize like how much regulation is still needed within this industry with social media and whatnot. And like a lot of things need to be monitored. Um, but it's good to know that finally things held accountable for their actions now and you know it's only going to get better from here on out which is great i just wish that we had implemented this years and years ago um but like i mean over covid in particular i mean statistics show that it was like online bullying grew by 76 percent. 76 was it i knew it was high yeah it was it's absolutely scary to think that and it's still going like i don't know i was i thought what i went through In high school, I mean, like, I had literally people beating the shit out of me mid-class when the teachers didn't do anything. Because back in the day, if you said anything to a teacher, you became even more of a target. You weren't just a target for the bullies that were bullying you. You were a target for other bullies that didn't even realize you existed because word got around is that, you know, you're a snitch. Um, And teachers did nothing back in the day. So the fact that there's programs like Bully Zero and like, I mean, even what you guys are doing now as well, this support network shows that we can actually finally help people, you know, and, you know, we can implement something and do something good now and have a voice because back in the day we didn't, we didn't have this. And I only wish back then we did because then, you know, a lot of people would have, you know, had their lives saved based on, you know, of some someone helping them at all, listening. You know, able for them to be listened to. So, um, yeah, what I think what we're doing is is so freaking important, and I'm super passionate about this because this is just close to home for me.
0: Couldn't agree more. And and Detlin and I are actually going to be starting a YouTube channel in 2023. Oh, how do you sense. how do you feel about jumping on on live air on the same couch as it, sharing the same space, and getting back on and picking up where we're leaving this podcast
2: totally fine i mean i i hosted a um a live tv show back in the day my uni days when i was uh for six months so i'm totally fine with live. i actually prefer live tv over (laughs) pre recorded so it's fine
0: detlin we've got a training program we've got to make sure when we do this youtube channel that when we get uh When we got our man on the show, (laughs) we're gonna be. I love how you're
1: laughing because you know whatever you're gonna say is gonna be complete bullshit and there's gonna be no chance that we're gonna achieve whatever. No, 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 no. no. (laughs) I'm
0: serious. We're gonna be counted accountable here. All three of us are gonna be in our jocks doing a live with David on YouTube.
1: (laughs)
2: Jesus Christ.
0: Oh, Dan, I, I want a
2: jock party. To you know drunk? what? For once, I would like to keep my clothes on.
1: Really? Come well, on. I'll be in my jocks. <laughs> oh, I, I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be able. To, I'm not going to be able to keep it. Keep it together if Dave's in his underwear. All I'm Yeah, that's true. Like that's I said, true. super straight, but like could be swung if you know what I'm saying.
0: <laughs> could be swung <laughs> when he sees the hung. Um, Dave, quick one. Oh my god! One. All right. So I want to know. Uh, three things Mm. today that you're grateful for and one goal or something that you want to improve on.
2: Okay. Uh, I'm thankful for my close group of friends because they've been amazing. Um, I'm thankful for my cat because my cat is my support network. I love my cat. I've had my cat for like 13, 14 years now. Um, And I'm thankful for my dad because my dad's, um, I'm like, I love my dad to death. Like he's just a beautiful person as much as he's not the most emotional person, but he's still, he's just still a great person and is my rock. So those things I'm very thankful for. Um, And what do I want to strive for? What was the class? I forgot what the last bit was. (laughs) No, it's, it's,
0: it's strive for a goal. Anything that you want to improve on. Oh God.
2: Um, I definitely want to get more, I want to, I want to keep going with obviously building a bigger brand around this topic. Like I want to make sure that something is solid and concrete out of all of this and that I make some sort of a difference before I leave this world. Like uh, it's, it's, that's definitely like, I don't want to just be another Instagrammer, another vapid model basically on social media without doing anything. And I think I've been doing this in the right direction, but there's still so much more I want to do so much more I want to do. Like I I want to be able to implement full-blown training programs within schools eventually and teach kids, like condition kids while they're young to, you know, basically realize that when you're being bullied, it's not about you. And the sooner they realize that, the sooner they can grow a thicker skin as well. Um, I think that's definitely going to help, and you know, because it's easier when you start to have that mentality where you realize that it's actually got nothing to do with you. It's just their their pain being projected. <laughs> it's easier for you to actually walk away from the whole situation and just be like, "No, nah, I'm not dealing with it. It's got nothing to do with me." And you're taking your power back because yeah. when you react, you give your power away, and no one no one deserves to have your power but you. Simple as that. So that's what I want to achieve, I think, moving forward. No, you don't think you know it. And I know it. I'm I'm, I'm one of those kind of people where it's it's like, mm, yeah, when it's in my head, I get obsessive and I have to do it. So
0: (laughs) the way you just said that, man, with so much passion behind it, it, you you know it's true. You know what I mean? Like, it's amazing. Um, me and Detlin. we're coming up with different ways that we can help kids. I mean, I've been coming up with ways I can help, you know, my stepson get through yeah. some of these things because the social media aspect for a young person that's 12 years old copying some stuff.
2: Today, I don't know how they deal with it. Like, I don't know how I dealt with it back then, but I if there was social media back when I was a kid – Fuck. I don't know. Honestly, I don't understand how the kids today deal with this shit. Like, it's It's, scary. It's next
0: level. It is. He's been on a few – like we are saying before, he's been on a few of the podcasts. Yeah. He's going to listen to this podcast. He's going to take to you like glue because (laughs) you were that dangly kid that stood out. He was the small kid that stood out. There's so many things that he's going to resonate with. I mean – if you help one person, you help two people. You have done exactly what we're aiming for with this podcast. Yeah. And it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. We've been we've got to wrap this up at some stage and we could talk to you all night. But I do need to get up really early. It's already for Jim. So <laughs> uh we, we all mine's not for Jim, but we all need to get up early. But yep. Dave, I've got one more question for you and yep. that is You need people to vote because you've just gone for the Playboy Underwear. Oh, my
2: God. I forgot about it. Yes. (laughs) You've gone for
0: the face of it. Tell us about what this is. What are you doing? Are you the new Hugh
2: Hefner? No, no. So, basically, this company – actually, somebody somebody sent it to me, and um, they're like, oh, you should totally enter this. And I'm like, no one's going to go for this crap. So, I ended up entering it, and then I became one of the finalists. So, now, like, as of yesterday – the votes went live. So they're obviously collecting a whole bunch of votes. It's basically to be the new face of Playboy men's underwear. Um, And like, there's a good prize in it as well. There's good uh, money prize and, you know, you send you to New York, all that stuff to do the shoots. Um, so I was like, okay, cool. Well, you know, what do I got to lose? So yeah. Um, so yeah, voting is live. Go on my Instagram. Um, you know, my Instagram is data for anyone that doesn't realize it's D underscore A underscore T underscore A underscore um and no i'm not going to tell you what data means because everyone always asks that questions and i'm just and
1: <laughs> I was literally was going to be my next question i was like that was, that was but we'll hold that you get <laughs> all that no
2: no i don't tell anyone there's only a certain amount of people that know what it means and i'm just like no nah, it's and if when you hear what it is you're like oh i'm glad you changed it to data now <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's that's for when we do the youtube channel yeah 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 so um yeah so but i'm yeah i'm excited about it so you know if, if i win it'd be an absolutely amazing opportunity but um but either way it's, it's still nice to be picked as as a finalist so that's pretty cool how many, how many people are in the finals i actually don't even know that's the thing and i don't even know how many people have voted yet either so it's like they never made it really user-friendly on the website to to check all this because i'm just trying to like I'm like how many people have actually voted and like i've sent it to a few people i put on my story a couple of times and i'm like yeah how do i check this and i've got no idea so
0: um yeah i was was gonna say so you got it on your story but can you put it in you know, here you can like save stories, so like it comes relevant on yeah, your profile. Yeah, yeah. I will definitely
2: be doing that. Yeah, I'll because
0: that. I want people to go onto your page, which, yeah. as you said, it's data. It's D underscore A underscore T underscore A underscore. Get on there, vote for this fella. Let's get David on the cover of the Playboy Mansion. I'm excited for it. It I'm was excited. actually
2: it was actually funny because somebody messaged me. And they're like, oh. Are you planning to get your kid off now, like, full frontal for full, full Playboy? And I'm just like, idiot, You meant, that's Playgirl. Like, no. no. <laughs> like, read, read what the competition's about. No, I'm not posing for Playboy. It's to be the face of the men's underwear brand. Like, calm down. So I was like, oh, God. Anyway funny story I actually was meant to be on playgirl but i said no to that so did you <laughs> yeah, yeah you they, re, they re-released it this year and i was in la and um they wanted me to be the first issue and i said no i did not want my parents seeing my chunk <laughs> on playboy so yeah once it's true. out there it's out there for good so yeah that is true yeah. that is true I, I, I didn't realize playboy or that playgirl
0: well. was, was going around um I thought it all closed down after Hugh left us, and and he's resting up, no, in, no, no, uh, up still in the clouds.
2: It's all still around, so they've you know there's millions of children out there that are still looking after the empire. So, but um, yeah. otherwise, yes, no frontal nudity for me. Thank you.
1: So, well, uh, while we've been uh, discussing whether or not you'd uh, get your kid off, um, I've just I've just made a vote for you on the on the little thing. So well, uh, you've got much. my vote.
2: Thank you so much. I appreciate that. So, so you've definitely
0: got two votes from today because awesome. I voted earlier. So let's get you in. Everyone else, jump on David's profile. He's going to be in the show notes. So this podcast will be live, obviously, by the time you're all listening to it, obviously. But um, when does the voting stop? When's the, when's the due date?
2: Uh, I don't actually know. I think it's within a couple of weeks, possibly. So there's still some time, which is good um i should really find that out actually what the dude is. yeah
0: find that out put on your story when people yeah.
2: start looking you up that's i mean that's yeah.
0: fake. you got more followers than than Detle and i put together but <laughs> <laughs> when people have a listen and they check it out we want them to vote
2: <laughs> yeah exactly so no appreciate it appreciate the time guys and the votes so thank you so much No, anytime we honestly appreciate
0: your time i mean we're talking today and you know, you've got to be pretty adaptable with these things. And I know it's late, especially, you know, when you guys are over in Melbourne, it's what, 11.30, 30 yeah. it's, yeah. it's
1: twenty. it's almost 20 to 12. Well, I, if... I, I wanted to have a nap before the soccer starts, but that might not happen.
0: I don't think it's going to happen, Detlin. You might as well open a pack of cheezels and have a bit more of a chat. But honestly, David, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for jumping on. I honestly respect what you're doing in this space. Love the fact that you're an ambassador for Bully Zero. Really, you know, so much gratitude, man, for you getting in contact with me as well and obviously following our journey and what we're doing. Absolutely. We wouldn't be here without you obviously initializing that. Detlin, as always, what do you want to finish off with?
1: Oh, I just want to just reiterate just like, Dave, you are a one sexy man. <laughs> Keep, 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 You know, keep doing you, bro. Because you're doing great.
2: Thank you, bro. I- <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Um, but again, I just want to reiterate so this, just thank you so much for having me, guys. And look, what you guys are doing is amazing. And I'm I'm glad you guys have just developed this thing and you've taken upon your own initiative to to help out. And it's and especially if, now that you guys are pretty much um teaming up with Bully Zero, like we need all the help we can get. So it's um it's amazing and um yeah, I love what you guys do and thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Anytime, mate.
0: Looking Thank forward to meeting you and, you know, obviously Hugh Jackman in the near future.
1: <laughs> and if you've got Zac Efron's number, if you wouldn't mind just flicking it my way, I'll send you a DM. No, I don't have...
0: <laughs> it's already sent.
1: <laughs> all right, guys,
0: like going... <laughs> that's a wrap. <laughs> so obviously, you. All right, man. Everyone have a great week. You too. Christmas is round the corner. Enjoy the silly season. And... and if anyone wants to reach out to David, he's going to be in the show notes. Send him a message. David, do you actually have a question for anyone if they want to ask you something?
2: Oh God, no. Usually, honestly, I try to avoid people from asking me questions because usually it's like, "How big's your dick?" and "What's your sexuality?" That's all I ever get. So I'm like, nah, <laughs> not a bollery with it. But um, if you want to ask a random question, like that's actually <laughs> not explicit. not about his dick. What? Yeah, let's leave Dick's alone.
0: Just talk about David. If you want to ask him a question about bullying, how he survived it, the, the internet trolls, send him a DM personally. He He's pretty open <laughs> on his DMs, i got to admit. Just keep it
2: PG. Yes, absolutely. I am pretty... And uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm a bit of a smart ass as well. So, um, But yeah, no, if like, like if I said... Was- if any if anyone's got any questions regarding, yeah, absolutely anything like bullying experience or any advice like need some advice by means, so yes, give me a buzz. So happy to happy to help out in any way.
0: Appreciate it as always. Detlin, always a pleasure. Take care. Good night. Thanks, Thank guys. You.